Hello, welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. It's Lawrence Clem, the host for today's show, which is being recorded live, live at ABA Tech Show 2024 here in, I don't know if it's cold, it's definitely beautiful, Chicago, Illinois, and it's middle of winter. It's uh, about two weeks earlier. We're here through Valentine's Day, so that's been rough. But anyway, I've got a tremendous lineup of gentlemen joining us. Um, we're going to talk about podcasting. So I'm going to look off to my left here. I've got Matthew Kerbis. He used to be one of our hosts for the uh, Young Lawyers Rising podcast with the ABA. we got Patrick Wright joining us. And you guys just got done with the presentation. But surprise, surprise to the co-host. We have Guy Sakalaki. He's, of course, a uh, long-term host of the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. We're going to be talking about podcasting. Welcome to the show, Guy. Thanks for having me. Uh, gents, great to see you both. Hope you're enjoying your tech show experience. And Patrick, you're a tech show board member, we should say, also. That is right, Guy. So all of your negative feedback should be directed at Patrick. Do you want to share your email? Yeah, there will be no negative feedback, <laughs> Guy. Of course. Ah, uh, well played. Be positive. Patrick at the rightlawyers.com. Oh, Send it away. Yes. Love it. And yes, it's been a great ahead. show. You're doing a great job. Thank I'm, you, sir. I'm yes. really enjoying myself. Well, guys, you guys are just presented at uh, your session was officially called Podcasting for Lawyers, Mastering the Medium with AI. And so uh, let's start with just the skinny. So just mm -hmm. generally speaking, it seemed like some of it was introductory, some of it was a little bit more advanced. Uh, it had some workflows in there, but uh, give us kind of the general flyby. So, so I, gotta I gotta start out by telling this story because, so Guy had mentioned that, that, that I'm on the board, and so, and Guy knows, because Guy's been uh, uh, at large and in charge before of ABA Tech Show. And so in relation to that, you know, we get a lot of speeches and we get a lot of, we get a lot of topics. And so we had about 167 topics that we were looking at. And so I was looking at working on a project for the State Bar of Texas. And so when we were working on the project, one of them was creating a podcast for our family law section. And lo and behold, when I'm sorting through the 167 speeches, the AI stack was very large, I might add, that there was a paper that was on podcasting and, and I looked at it and I thought it was an answer to my prayers. And so, and it was just fabulous. And so that's what sort of got the idea germinated that, man, we got to do this, that this day we have to do a speech on podcasting. But, but really, this is all about the do-it-yourself approach. As I'm sure Guy can attest, like lawyers want to do everything themselves, even their marketing, right? And so the reality is, is they might want to test this out too. And so I, I definitely let them know that, you know, there are other places like the wonderful Legal Talk Network that could always produce it for Thank you. you. But if they, if they want to at least try it themselves, you know, think of it as the gateway of podcasting before they either decide they want to outsource it or whatever, but they might really enjoy it and be really good at it. So it's really just an overview of a do-it-yourself version and all the tools these days have AI built into it that we really just wanted to make sure they came to our show. So we made sure to let them know that these tools also have AI. Very cool. Great way to get those two topics together. I wouldn't have seen that coming, so it surprised me. Well, I want to start from the beginning. So I think uh, one of the most important questions we always ask when people come to us with a new show idea is the why. So why are you doing the podcast and who is it for? And, and, I, and I was very happy to see that you all spent some time on that. So the why, let's talk about that. And not only did we spend some time on that, but also that was a question at the end where somebody asked, well, can you go over the goals again of having a podcast, which is kind of asking the same question in a different way. And so like, what are you doing? Well, what, if, if you listen to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, you know, they often talk about brand affinity. So it could be brand affinity is one of the reasons that you have a podcast. It could be you're putting out just marketing content. Maybe you're interviewing clients, potential clients. Maybe you're interviewing a lead partner who their clients or customers are potential clients. So like ultimately at the end of the day, when you're focused on podcasting for lawyers, which is different than just podcasting in general. It's usually about that marketing, building a brand, or getting clients. So at the, you know, that's what it really comes down to. Yeah, and one of the things that we hit on when we were talking about the speech was sort of this tribe curation, you know, public versus private podcast, and then being able to 
to, to outreach to your audience in sort of a you know more of a structured way where, where you could maintain base with them and and I think that uh, you know it's kind of interesting because we always think that the podcast is going to be this public facing podcast when you can also just use it to you know keep up with your tribe love those ideas and another thing that I always think about is is like if you're not quite ready to go feet first in your own podcast go on somebody else's right and then Back to your point about cross-pollinating audiences and stuff like that, I think it's a really, really effective way to get in front of other folks. I want to take some time and map out just the, the software aspects of it and the equipment aspects of it. And I, and I think you all have different setups on that. Uh, but uh, why don't we start with the gear? Because this always blows people away how affordable it's really become to do a podcast these days with absolutely tremendous equipment. So, so it's, it's just a great comment. And and it's what we are also just talking about was sort of how much money you'll have to dump into this to get started when I was working on the project for the State Bar with Matthew's assistance, we sort of like went through and did like a budget for what it cost to actually get in. I mean, the cost is so low. I mean, you could probably do it for under 500 bucks and maybe even free from some of the products that are out there, but I'll let, let uh, Matthew talk about some of the cost on them. Yeah, so most of us have a really expensive device in our pocket that especially these days has a really incredible camera I've completely pivoted to just using continuity camera when I'm doing video podcasting uh, and a really great microphone. I mean, it's not going to be the best thing you could use, but in terms of getting started, which a lot of the attendees were just assuming don't actually have a podcast yet or they've tried and failed, when you maximize the usage of the devices that you have available to you and also tune the right settings, right, like lossless mode and voice memos, right, for, for an iPhone, then you could still capture really good audio. And one of the things that we focused on is you don't necessarily want to spend a bunch of money on equipment and on software. Your recording space matters the absolute most. And so first identifying that recording space, which you could spend a little bit of money on soundproofing blankets or, or other sorts of panels, but you don't even have to do that if you just have a walk-in closet, right? And so like that's really what we talked about, that it doesn't need to cost you anything. Let's look at what you already have, and then here's ways that you could layer on. And even the software, Descript, is that my, I use that tool for a lot more than just the podcast. I use it for marketing, I use it for a lot of things. They have a freemium version, right? So you could just test it out and give it a spin. Love Descript. Yeah, and we were also talking about just using Zoom. Yeah. You know, yeah. most of us have Zoom because we use it in our practices. The, the practitioners, people going to court, we have to have it. I mean, it's already there. We could just use that. You know, and there's Squadcast and there's Riverside and there's all these other platforms that you could use too. But again, like Patrick said, you probably already are paying for Zoom. If you go into your settings, because you got to go into your settings and customize it so it's optimized for podcast recording, it's the best thing out there, no, but if your audio sounds good enough that they're not distracted with bad audio, that's what matters in the beginning. And I like what you said about the, the recording environment, and I, I'll tell you this, I mean, I've recorded some unusual spaces uh, during the course of my career. Like, like here. Space. Like here. Yeah. Like here. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the equipment here helps. Yeah. I mean, we use, uh, and this is a, just an example, a little behind-the-scenes baseball, these SM58s that we're using, sure, incredibly, uh, like, inexpensive microphone for what you get and it really drowns out the background uh, noise but uh, and they're about bulletproof I've never broken one you know in all these years that we travel but uh, I remember great quality I mean you can't go wrong with this I'm, I'm a sure MV7 just if we're going around keeping oh those score. are wonderful too yeah. they're wonderful well for um, USB because I you know I got tired of carrying around the uh, the mixer, mixer. the yeah. mixer but uh, I wanted to just, uh, as a fun question, ask you the most unusual soundproofing that you've used to uh, record anything. So mine, mine is hotel curtains. I had to do a quick voiceover uh, in uh, Washington, D.C. and did not have a recording space and had, I think I had hours to get it done. And so I was looking around the room and everything was really echoey. So what I did is I uh, contained myself within the uh, curtains of my hotel room and it worked. 
Very creative. Were they like the fireproof ones that are like heavier or were they? They smelled like if you uh, spark something that you were going to die in a fire. Okay, good. A nice added feature. So I have to ask Matthew this question since we just talked about this, which is you were saying that you used a green screen like blanket. Right, right. So um, so I do have one of those Elgato green screens that you could just pull up and like put down and put under a couch or behind a couch or something. Uh, but as I uh, when I moved into my, my home from the city out into the suburbs, I had this little tiny closet that I could fit a little desk in. And so I have these like Automute, I think is the brand, blankets. And I think they only sell black versions front and back now. So sorry, this isn't available to you unless you buy secondhand. But one, but you, uh, you could buy colors. So I bought two white ones that wrap around the front and a green one that wraps around the back. And so I've got a green screen behind me, but it's actually an audio proofing blanket. And then the white reflects the light. So I'm getting good lighting. So that's like my current sound setup. And since I'm a virtual attorney and I'm almost always recording at home, like that's where I'm recording. But here at Tech Show, what I do is I have lavalier microphones. And so I just plug them into either my phone or my Surface and either write into Descript or in my voice memos, like if I'm recording on location, I, I find that the lavalier mics, they can pick up a lot of uh, room noise, unfortunately. But in Descript, they have studio sound feature, which is never going to be as good as what an actual audio engineer can do. But when you're doing it yourself, it really helps uh, with that background noise. So I'll say this too. If you're just in the room with us, you would have seen Matthew micing up the mics. So when you're putting those mics on the microphones, what, what was that the lavalier mics? Those are the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case we moved around, I wanted to make sure that we were always capturing the audio. I was like, why is he micing the mics? Very clever. Do you want to give a plug to a lavalier mic of preference? <laughs> I, I mean, so so th thank you for this. So go to the Tech Show app and you, you could download the materials or you could email me. I mean, I'll give you an easy one to spell. Uh, Kerbis, K-E-R-B-I-S, at lawsubscribed.com. And I'm happy to share I have the whole list of my whole tech stack, equipment, and software with the presentation materials. You just made this episode worth people listening to. Nice job. Good Very job. Cool. Before we leave, there's just the audio quality aspect. The one thing I do want to say is that, you know, regardless of the, the microphone that you pick, and I like what you said about the background, uh, you know, taking care of that to make sure the idea you want to do is make sure that your voice is recognizable, that it is separated from those background noises if you're recording at a live event. And that's the idea so that the listener can ultimately hear. And that's how I define good audio quality, even if it's not on the most ideal microphone. Can you understand the person? So I wanted to leave with that tidbit before we moved on. Yeah, that's a good tidbit. Uh, the other thing that we were talking about was because we hit on Descript, which was, even though that your quality might not be just amazing through the AI features right now, there's a lot of good stuff that you can you know, use to clear up distortions and spaces and outs and those type, type things, which is pretty amazing. All right, we're going to transition into uh, production. And so you, know, you all have been podcasting for a long time. We've all been podcasting for a long time. And I think one of the most challenging issues that uh, new podcasters come up with is content and content schedule. Meaning, you know, how often are we going to publish? What are we going to talk about? And they get started and they got a lot of wonderful ideas. And then they realize that it's going to take a lot longer than they ever planned. And they kind of run out of ideas. And so I guess, Matthew, you've got some great workflows out there that you shared. And so with your own podcast, you know, what are the procedures that you use to make sure that you stay on time, that you've got content coming, that it remains interesting and fresh? Just like practicing law, finding a niche is going to help you come up with more ideas for podcast episodes and more guests because it's so narrow and you're constrained and you could work within that. So my podcast, Law Subscribed, we just talk about subscription legal services. So if you DM me on LinkedIn that you could get me millions of subscribers, yeah. I don't have that large of an audience. Huh. Um, so it helps uh, to have that niche. And then when you in, when you do interview somebody, what I always ask them is, uh, do you have any other, anybody? now that you've been on the show, anyone you could recommend who'd make a good guest? 
And so my, my topics are more around the, the specialty of the guest as it relates to ditching the billable hour. And that's because I have that niche. If you, if you don't, what you could do is, and we talked about this in the presentation, leverage generative AI and come up with a boatload of topics. No, that's a great, a great point. I'll give you kind of like uh, some of our process. Uh, Lockwood really keeps us organized. We have a rundown sheet that, you know, we drop ideas in there as we're you know, just doing work, right? Because it's like something comes to you and you're like, you see something, it's like, oh, that'd be a great uh, topic for a podcast. I'd back up the idea of going on the niche. And I'll even say this, some lawyers I think uh, would benefit, especially if you're like a, a lawyer serving a local community for a specific practice area, Forget about the law altogether. Cover your local sports teams, restaurants, uh, small business, you know, do small business Saturday type of stuff. But I, I think that the, um, you can always work your expertise in as a lawyer, but if you really want, you know, some practice areas, you're not gonna get a, a regular weekly subscriber to certain legal stuff. And so keeping it fresh and interesting, I think that to me is some of the, that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, you know, and I'll say this, and it's not, it's not on the specific podcasting topic, but I was looking at a local lawyer's Facebook uh, page the other day, and I, I was going to the content. It was like what you were saying, Guy. There was a lot of local content, but it was a PI lawyer, and he also gave away a television, like a, like a 40 inch. I was shocked at the amount of exchange between people on there and, the, and the, the numbers that he was pulling off of Facebook. And this was someone that was in a small town in East Texas. And so, you know, think about if you, we're having a giveaway today on our podcast, you know? Yeah. We should do that here. Yeah, you know? Patrick's <laughs> putting up a 70 inch TV today. Very generous, Patrick. He already gave yes, out his email. Yes, yes, not a promise or a guarantee being a lawyer. <laughs> yes, yes. No, but that's a good point, too, is that I think there's a lot of uh, crossover between mediums. Another thing that we do is we'll take, uh, a clips from the show and put them on social media and that helps attract the audience. Have you guys uh, cross-pollinate across platforms, that kind of thing? I have over 80 hours worth of content that I have not done that with, but a new feature in Descript, because they integrate with GPT-4, they're backed by OpenAI, is you could use the AI actions and say, get me four clips like this for TikTok, or get, get me four clips that show X, y, my, you know, the, the guest's expertise, and it will not only get those four clips, but it will resize it for you for TikTok. Wow. So I, I, I have it on my to-do list to time block some time to do that. Well, we look forward to seeing that, that content come out. So I love this conversation about like how we use Descript, and you know, I, I, I've only like really just scratched the surface of what Descript can do. One of the things I know that it, it uh, at least uh, markets is that it can take a transcript and do a completely AI voiceover of the transcript. You know, so the lawyer's listening to this, they're like, can you type up a transcript and actually have the script, like do the episode for you? Have you played around with that at all? This is one of those things where less is more. So the longer it's going for, the more it's going to sound robotic because it's, it's only gonna do an okay job at the intonations and the speech patterns. Um, but for short things, fan-freaking-tastic. Like I pay the, the highest individual subscriber level because of all the extra AI features that you guys get for cloning a voice, dubbing a voice, all of those things. I've definitely tried just doing a straight up AI for like two or three minutes and it's okay. And you know what? It's the worst it's ever going to be. Right, amazing, that's awesome. I haven't really played around with that. The ones I've done, it didn't quite, it didn't work as well as I thought, but I think it is getting a lot better fast. Yeah, so one of the things that we were, that we were talking about on that is, and I was gonna ask Matthew if he's done this, but I saw a demo where they had recorded and they were doing post-production and they dropped in like four minutes because they didn't like it in the first part of it, the, in his video, and then they dropped it into the back quarter of the, and it just was seamless. Like you couldn't even tell. 
It was just amazing. The, the other thing that I like, and this is more for video than podcasting, but the, uh, the you can fix your eyes. So if you're like reading off yes. a transcript, yes. Yep. Matthew's shaking his head. He's not buying it. So I, I've definitely played around with this tool before. Uh, it, it is totally uncanny valley. But but again, it's it's the the worst it's ever going to be. It's only going to get better from here. I definitely don't recommend using that version because here's the thing: you could buy. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to cost you. But like Elgato has like a. Uh, teleprompter, right? And so, like, if you really want to make it like you're looking at the camera, the tools are already available to make it so you're actually looking at the camera and reading your script. I think it's more relatable if you're not, but don't rely too much on pre-written stuff anyway. Just have notes that you could skim. All right, well, gentlemen, we are out of time, but thank you so much. This was an incredible conversation. And so, uh, before we sign off, though, I do want to leave with the uh, with listeners some contact information if they want to reach out, follow up, ask some questions about some of the things we talked about. How can they find you? Let's start with Guy. I'd be super grateful if you'd give us feedback and listen to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing and uh, hashtag LHLM. We want to hear from you. All right, Matthew. So you can subscribe for free to my podcast, www.lawsubscribed.com and uh, and reach out on Substack or uh, shoot me an email through there. Yeah, and on mine, the best way is just email. So it's patrick at therightlawyers.com. It's W-R-I-G-H-T, lawyers.com. And, uh, and I'll be happy to answer any questions. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And listeners, if you like what you heard, please rate and review us in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, I'm Lawrence Pledi, and you've been listening to On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.